Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lock Talk Radio. Coming at you live, it's week 13 fantasy playoff time, Rick. The Asylum Fantasy Sports Inside Slant. Yes, indeed. We are Fligger Briggs. Welcome to the Slant in the Asylum as I get my team ready for the playoffs. Oh, you're not. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, but, don't, get uh, to, I don't get to play. No, you don't get to play. You have to take your marbles and go home. Am I? Can I be a spoiler this week? Yeah, you can. Well, it's not going to matter because I have literally – Zero running backs, Rick. Zero. As Chris Ivory now went injured, I believe I'm starting Denard Robinson along with, uh, I can't even remember who I picked up. I picked up some other. Oh, I started Asiata on Thursday. Or, yeah, on Thursday because I was so desperate. Yeah, well, he probably got more points than uh, Jason Witten did. Well, that's which true. is who I started on Thursday. See, so. that's the Rick Briggs curse. You can't do that to a man. He had caught a ball in every game for eight years. Eight years. That's a long time, Rick. Eight years. And then you ruined it for him. So. The thing is, I've had Witten on my fantasy teams probably for about the last five yeah, years. That's true. So, I mean, I can't blame me this time. I can't. I blame you for most things, however. <laughs> so, if you Pardon want to be me. a part of the show, at Asylum Football on Twitter, 646-668-8488 if you want to call in. Rick, it is crunch time. And the fact that it's crunch time, if you ever question whether or not Roger Goodell cared about your fantasy team, Rick, He's got two bye weeks going this week, the right. Browns and Titans. And I'll tell you what, even bad as the Browns are, those two teams, there's some serious fantasy implications there. And if I'm a DeMarco Murray or Terrell Pryor win owner and i got to win one game to get in my playoffs, I am really mad this morning. Really oh, yeah. Mad. Marcus Mariota as well right. has yeah. really emerged as a, as a top-notch fantasy quarterback. So, yeah, there's some real – you know, Delaney Walker as well. There's a lot of fantasy impact with these two teams. Rashard Matthews, the way he's come on. I mean, it's even going to hurt Jersey. It's going to hurt. I think Dean right. have Matthews, or maybe it's Jersey. One of those guys, one of the regular callers has Matthews. We're probably going to have to resolve that issue. So it's crazy to have a bye week at week 13. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's crazy. But, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. It's Lord Goodell. Yeah, he, he has his fun, that's for sure. All right, well, let's get into the headlines here. While the chat room fills up, I'm sure it's just melting down, Rick, with folks trying to get in. So be patient. Keep hitting refresh. You'll get in soon enough. Rick, the big news is Gronk had that back surgery, dealing with that disc issue. Some talk about him being back for the playoffs, now been placed on season-ending IR. No more Gronk. Terrible, terrible timing for the Patriots and fantasy owners. Does this feel like this is kind of like the end of this certain dynasty to you? I mean, yeah, I was Brady's thinking, going to be 40. I was thinking the same thing. I figured you'd yell at me. No, I mean, Gronk is just, he's had, I don't know, he's had three back surgeries since college. He had that forearm issue. Well, he's still wearing that robot arm, and right. he's got bruised right. lungs, and now he's under the back, having exactly. back surgery. Edelman's not uh, 
young any longer, and he's beat up a lot. Yeah, he's been but, on the injury report since week five, I believe. Amendola never was really significant. He's an injury risk. Now, you know, they still have LeGarrette Blunt, who's fairly young. Now, Garoppolo, they look like they're in pretty good hands going oh, yeah, forward yeah. that way. But I see just a lot of retooling that's going to have to take place in the next year or two yeah. if they want to stay on top. I mean, truth of the matter is they're probably still going to win the Super Bowl this year, Rick. Yeah, Brady oh, still looks good. I'm not saying it's but done we're at the right back. Yeah, second. We're, exactly. we're at the back end. But you wonder, they, they do become vulnerable. You wonder what this means for Tom Brady. You know, we're going to see when we get to the mailbag, Rick. Last week was Wendell Smallwood week. This week is Malcolm Mitchell week. Yeah. As, as you go through the mailbag, literally every single question in one way or the other involves Malcolm Mitchell. You know, and it's interesting. And I, I think Mitchell does take a big step up. You know, I'll sort of put it out there now. I have him as a start on my list when we get, when we get into that. Because Martellus Bennett, since week one, weeks one through three, I believe, when he scored all of his touchdowns, even in the absence of Gronk, Bennett's been kind of quiet. He's... He hasn't been as involved in the passing game as one would expect, and it seems these last couple of weeks when Gronk's gone out early or missed games over the last several weeks, it's been Mitchell who's been the beneficiary and can't stay out of the end zone. He's just living in the end zone right now. Exactly. But, you know, as a Bennett owner, you're forced to start oh, this guy you, you because the ceiling is, is astronomical. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and he may kill you because I, I can remember several weeks ago when Gronk went out. I don't know, maybe it was the lungs. I don't know. There's been so many times in and out this year, I can't remember. And we recommended him to, to one of the callers, and he underperformed. And I'm going to say to that, it's possible it happens again. But I don't. I can't think of a single tight end, quite frankly, that I'd say start over Martellus Bennett for that reason because the ceiling's there. You have to. The, the results may not be there. The results certainly aren't guaranteed, but you have to because you can't have it on the bench if he has one of those three touchdown games he had in week one. I agree. Or week five, I think it was, when Brady came back, whatever it was. All right, Andrew Luckrick has cleared concussion protocol. He's good to go. He's going to start Monday. Trevor Simeon out with a sprained foot. Paxton Lynch to start for the Broncos. This is any other team. This would be interesting. You'd start worrying about the Broncos losing a football game and, you know, getting themselves sort of in the mud of a playoff run, but going to Jacksonville with the injuries Jacksonville has. With Chris Ivory out, T.J. Yeldon limited. Yeah, I think he's going to suit up, but all all indications are Denard Robinson's going to get the bulk of that work. Julius Thomas out, Rick Allen Hearns out. So the offense has been a disappointment as it is. You take away most of their star players against that Broncos defense. And quite frankly, I think you could quarterback the Broncos to a seven-point win today. Yeah, and, you know, let, let's not uh... – you know, spare what what we um, know about the Jacksonville defense. They've done a good job as far as shutting down wide receivers. Mm-hmm. They got some good wide receivers on Denver, but with a you know young quarterback in there, this could be a real snoozer. Oh, this has got nine six just <laughs> written all over it. We'll, we'll see when we get to the the predictions. You might see some wacky numbers on that one. Of course, we mentioned at the top, killing me, Ryan Matthews out again with that knee injury. Darren Sproles looks healthy. Don't don't send in a bunch of Wendell Smallwood questions. Unless you're in a situation that I'm in, Rick, I just don't see what kind of value Smallwood can have in, in a must-win situation especially. Yeah, I'm not not high on Smallwood that much. Um, look, he has his use, but, I mean, you're getting into your fantasy playoffs. Yeah. I mean, unless you're just decimated 
in the running back position. I, I just cannot see starting this guy. It, look, the bottom line is everybody got excited the one game early on in the year when Matthews is up. But look, even when Matthews was in, Andy was putting up numbers. This offense still ran through Darren Sproles, right? Even in somehow you'd look up at the end and I'd have him on my bench and I'd be cursing and Matthews got two touchdowns and 80 yards from scrimmage. And you don't know how it happened because every time I watched the game, Darren Sproles was in there. This offense is running through Sproles and he's healthy. Smallwood, yeah, he may get some goal line looks. He may be a candidate for it, for it to find the end zone. But this just isn't a guy I'm going to start over most reasonable you know, running back options this week. So... Fortunately, I don't believe we have 42 questions in the mailbag about Smallwood this week, so it'll be a little easier to deal with. Uh, as we talked about, Chris Ivory out, Yeldon going to dress, but maybe limited. So Denard Robinson looks like he's going to be the guy today against that Broncos defense. Mark Ingram nicked up again dealing with a toe injury, looking like he's going to be a game-time decision, very limited practice. Could be big news for Hightower or if Ingram plays. We got ourselves a fantasy bonanza in New Orleans is the point. Oh, there's no question about that. And high tower owners, you still have to have them in your lineup. You're I think even get if a ton of playing time, yeah, exactly. And New Orleans is starting to roll. I mean, especially offensively. And I look for the same today. I mean, this could be you know bet the over in this game <laughs> if I had to bet. Yeah, no it's doubt. gonna it's gonna finish twenty three seventeen right or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it'd you be your nine six game. You know, right? I mean, I'm getting emails from DraftKings, FanDuel saying you know bragging this up as the fantasy bonanza of the week. You know, and I mean everybody's talking about it. No, so often, so often those things end up disappointing. All right, where are we at? Jeremy Macklin out again with a groin, Rick. I know that that kills you. You're in big trouble as a Jeremy. Mackling guy, so I you'll have to make other plans there. Uh, Tavon Austin, your boy, out versus the Patriots. Uh, that's no big deal. AJ Green officially out versus Eagles. That's a big deal for the Rams. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, you know, fantasy owners not. Well, so he much. scored he, last week, right? He scored. So they're going to refuse week. to throw to him for four more weeks. Jeff Fisher, you want to tick Jeff Fisher off, make a play offensively, and he will make you go away. And I believe uh, Mr. Fisher got an extension. Oh, did he really? I completely visited. They extended him? Yes, sir. So that's just like a double middle finger to Eric Dickerson, huh? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> thanks thanks for the memories now. Yeah, go to hell. Go We're going to go seven and nine for the next however long this extension is, and you can like it. Jerk. I love that. It's going to be great. It's going to be great now. <laughs> How does Jeff Fisher keep doing it? What is it? Who does he have pictures of? I don't know. But, um, now, this is crazy. He hasn't had a winning record since what? Ten? Oh nine or ten, something like that. But long they time. had that thirteen and one season um, with Tennessee, or not thirteen and one, but thirteen and three. I think yeah. it was with Tennessee, and then he's been subpar since then. I think that had to be back around ten in a league like that, where or maybe coach, nine in a league where coaches get fired for going to too many divisional round playoffs and champ in conference championship games and losing how jeff fisher continues to survive is just absolutely amazing well it's one thing to lose the first round every year marvin lewis but you know (laughs) at least he's there yeah fisher doesn't even get Mm -hmm. there but hey it's their their money they spend it however they want it's fine with it one less team i got to worry about when making the predictions every every summer (laughs) we talked about alan hearns out with that hamstring rick against the Broncos. this one's going to be a tough one all day this next one rick tyrell williams he's expected to go against the bucks he's dealing with a shoulder injury shoulder injury 
He's in practice been wearing some clunky brace. It kind of looks like that Gronk robot arm he's been wearing. They say he's played great with it in practice. He's going to give it a go. It's a pretty good matchup at home versus the Bucks. but I don't know what you do with it. That, that makes me really, really nervous. But this is a guy also, we pointed out, he's scored a touchdown every week since about 1984, apparently. This guy's on a real roll, and I know we got a lot of Tyrell Williams questions coming up, so let, let's flush this out right now. I guess you have to stand back. I'm playing them. And maybe I put them in a flex and put one of my other guys in the wide receiver spot or something. But you have to play him, right? If he's I on mean, the, the field. I mean, the potential's there. Yeah. And, and you worry about re-injury. They say that brace isn't affecting him. So, I guess you got to take him at their word, although I don't think you never take a team at their word when, no. when discussing an injury. But, but the beat writer's saying it hasn't really affected him. But it's also different making those catches in – in uh, practice as it is in the game situation, even against uh, – although you don't tell Seattle the Bucks pass defense is bad. Well, yeah, especially the, the, the front four. But, right, they're, you don't get hit in practice. But I don't know. I mean, he's got five touchdowns, and he's, what, over 50 catch, yeah, 51 catches. You got to play him. Yeah, I, I think I think you're going to have to. And then we'll see what some of the matchups are when we get into the mailbag. We talked about Julius Thomas out for the Broncos, Rick. So hurry up, get that waiver wire, get Mercedes Lewis in your lineup. This could be a big one. And uh, Jordan Reed, that now confirmed out with that shoulder injury against Arizona. You know, awful, awful news for Jordan Reed owners. You know, one of the few leagues I still am in contention for the playoffs. Jordan Reed's pretty much the centerpiece of that lineup. Of course, I have Vernon Davis stashed, and this is this is why I think this is important. Vernon Davis, while maybe not quite Jordan Reed numbers, I don't know how much of a drop off there's going to be from a fantasy standpoint. Vernon Jordan Jordan Reed did Vernon Davis because they are going to force feed the ball to Vernon Davis. Well, I think they're going to have to against Arizona, and yeah, I mean Jordan Reed being as very concerning to me as a Kirk Cousins owner. You just don't feel as comfortable with Davis in there. No, no. obviously is Reed, but um, yeah, I mean he's a big play guy. We talked about this. I think it was last week or maybe last week on the slant. I can't ever remember. But Davis basically single handedly carried Kaepernick in the Forty Niners. The Super Bowl. Yeah, some of his that, catches that playoff making. run was unbelievable. He can certainly get it done. Um, I just hope you know over the course of the year that he's developed a nice chemistry with Cousins. Because you don't see him exclusively in there very often. Right, right. But, you know, this is where you're hoping, hey, let's get to the uh, chat room here. Oh, our old buddy Dave, Road Warriors oh, in there. Oh, He says uh, first week of the playoffs, Rivers or Brady? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Do you ever sit Brady? You got one game to win. Do you sit Tom Brady? I probably have Rivers ranked ahead of him if I did my weekly rankings, which I don't think I did here at the end of the week. You probably would rank Rivers out ahead of him, but I I can't sit Tom Brady in this situation. Look what Drew Brees did at his home against that Rams defense last week at Tom Brady. If, if L.A. is going to take away anything, it's going to be blunt. I think this is a Tom Brady game. Does it also feel to you like, well, you you make a point, and then what I'm giving you is the next counterpoint anticipating what you're going to say. No, I understand what you're saying. I mean, they're at home in New England, and, um, you know, the Rams 
defense, it, it's schizophrenic. I mean, Drew Brees tore it to shreds. Brady could do the same thing. My concern is not so much with Brady, is with everybody else on that lineup that's right. banged up, right. other than LeGarrette Blunt. Right. I see where the question's coming from. San Diego's at home. Right. Tampa just came off this monumental win over Seattle. They're not going to hold Rivers to five points. No, I think they're going to have a down game, and, and we'll we'll talk about that when we get to the predictions. <sighs> Boy, I tell you what, this is a coin flip for me right now. Gun to my head, if I had to make a snap decision. Boy, I, tell you, I can't even make a snap decision. Here's the thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say – Oh, go ahead. You go. And All right. Number one, and this is sort of sort of a stupid thing to base things on. We're talking fantasy football, but I, I honestly buy into this type of stuff. All right. All this talk about everything you said at the top of the show, Rick, Gronk's out, Edelman's banged up and old, Tom Brady's almost 40. We've reached the end of this dynasty. You, do you think Tom Brady and Bill Belichick don't pay attention to that type of stuff? I mean, number one, they're both huge asylumites, so they just heard it right well, now. That's true, yeah. They're getting ready for the game. But I'm guessing we ain't the only cat saying this. So I think Belichick's in the chat room right now. Well, he may be. So they hear this type of stuff, and they hate this type of stuff. So this is just the kind of game, Rick, where they're going to come out and say, oh, yeah, you think we're done? You think we're scurred? We're not scurred. Watch this. I'm going to put up 50 on this dummy Jeff Fisher, mm-hmm. right? So they're going to come out. They're not going to – if the defense of the Rams could take anything away, it's probably going to be the running game. So I think – Here's what I know. You know Brady's thrown for three touchdowns this week, right? He's going to be right around. If it's a bad game, he's going to be 275. If it's a good game, he's going to be 330. He's going to throw for three touchdowns because they're going to have trouble running the ball. What he's not going to do is throw a single interception. He, he's simply not going to well, do it. I'm, I'm Phillip basic. Rivers could have 350, two touchdowns, and two picks, something like that, right? It takes some sacks and take a fumble. So I think if I got to get in, if it's a gots to do, I'll take those guaranteed cachet, uh, 275 and two or three touchdowns from Brady versus the higher ceiling that Phillip River hat, Rivers has. But with the turnover risk and maybe the bucks are for real, I just think there's more question marks with Rivers, as crazy as that sounds. No, I agree 100%. And I was just going to say that before you started – Brady missed four games first part of the year, mm-hmm. or the beginning of the year. He's got more passing yards than Phil Rivers does. And, <laughs> or, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, he, do, he does not, but he has – or does he? No, he does not, but – an accountant, lady and Jeff, ladies and gentlemen. No, he doesn't it's, know it's called a bigger. crummy screen, and I looked at it wrong. But he is only – he's got 18 touchdowns and only one pick. And to your point, 23 touchdowns and 12 picks. Yeah. I'll take Brady. That could be the, this thing's razor close for me, though. It, it Yardage really wise, are probably going to be right around the same. Right thing. around three hundred. And and we had this argument last week. It seemed like when Legarrette Blunt was scoring the touchdowns, Brady threw for three hundred and sixty yards. Yeah. If if Brady's thrown for two fifty, he'll, he'll have three he'll touchdowns. Have three touchdowns. He's going so, he's going to get his. Yeah. Is what it comes down. I think to. it's close, but I'm going Brady. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, Rick, I believe we have a call. Oh, we got two no, we calls got... on the line. We got them stacking up. Where are we going to for? Uh-oh. Can you answer the phone? We, we, we've got Horace oh, over there uh, not answered. answering the phone. I think he answered them, them out on. of order, but that's all right. Who so. do we got on the line, Jersey? No, nope. Jersey's going to have to wait today. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. 
All right, Dean. Yeah, we don't know. We've we've got Horatio over here in the control room. He's hitting buttons. He doesn't say anything, and nobody even knows if they're on the air or not. But that's okay. He's drinking beer. He's happy. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, Jersey. I'll be brief. Hey, uh, <laughs> yeah, the reason why I like the asylum, I was listening to your show this week, and I heard Mr. Boss Briggs saying, oh, we were bloviating about Seattle, the Seahawks. <laughs> You know what, man? CBS, you know this. That guy Jamie Eisenberg is killing me, dude. He had it. They had it plastered all over their website. Start of the week, Thomas Rawls. Oh my God, did he suck last week? <laughs> and they don't yeah. even make a peep about it, dude. They do that all the time. They'll have a start of the week, and then the following show, they won't even mention it, man. It's like, oh, we that never happened. That's where I but, like to uh, give yeah. credit, Dean. We will make epic mistakes week in and week out, but by God, yeah, we'll own up to it, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, there's no flies on us, pal. We, we, we will uh, own everything, right or wrong. Yeah, I mean, we'll, well, you know, we'll tie ourselves when we're right, too, but, hey, that's what we do. I won by two points last week, man. Bingo. So, that's cool. I win this week, I'm in. I could even potentially lose and get in with some help, but if I win, I'm in. Uh Man, I had Devontae Adams last week on my bench, dude. Remember we were talking about Richard Matthews was okay, but Adams went nuts with 28 points. Yeah, getting uh, in the end zone. Like, he's become that red zone target. It, it's interesting. And, it, and Cobb's the one who seems to have disappeared. Well, it's, it's not varying anymore. No, it's they, Cobb's yeah. or Adams is the goal line guy, which is weird because he's about as big as a hamster, but he's become the goal line guy. Maybe they can't find him. I don't know. That's true. But anyway, go ahead, Dean. Yeah, I'm hoping I can get in and – I'm crossing my fingers that A.J. Green will be back for Cleveland next week. That would be great. Anyways, guys, I can start. I got a whole slew of running backs. Now, I I got five of them, and I'm going to pretty much have to start three of them. I'm going to have to put one in my flex. Right now, I'm thinking Gordon, Booker, and Miller. But what do you think? I have Gordon, Melvin Gordon, Devontae Booker going against Jacksonville, Lamar Miller going against the uh, Packers, but I also have Rawls and Kelly. Which three of those five would you guys stick in there? All right, Kelly's definitely out. I don't like him going up against that Arizona front. This is going to be a whole lot of whole lot of Kirk Cousins trying to keep the ball away from Patrick. I think you're going to see a whole lot of Kirk Cousins, Vernon Davis this week. So when when I look at Rawls, if I'm trying to squeeze Rawls in over those other guys, look, Carolina, I believe, is the number two. Run defense Two in the league. Defense. It, I'll tip my hand. I've got him as a sit. Yeah, I this think week. I, I do not want Thomas Rawls in my lineup against that Carolina uh, defense. But Melvin Gordon's a must start every week. You know, Lamar Miller against that god awful Packers defense, although they seem to be getting it going. And I like Booker this week with Paxton Lynch starting. Uh, I think they're going to try to commit to running the ball. I think it's going to be sort of an ugly game. So I think you see a whole lot of Booker. I think you see a lot of bibs too. I don't expect huge, huge numbers from Booker's, but from Booker, but, but Kelly's going to struggle. They're not going to let Rob Kelly get going. And, and Thomas Rawls is going against Carolina. Yeah. I, I don't see it happen. So I think you have them probably in the order I would rank them in. I, I think a hundred percent Dean. I mean, look, you know, Jacksonville takes a lot of crap, you know, but it's basically offensive. They're fourth in the league against the pass. But they're 24th against a run. I think Booker's a great matchup play, you know, against that defense, especially with the quarterback. So, I, I think, uh, I, much as I hate to, I agree with Rick. <laughs> okay, sweet. 
Yeah, you know, I'm going to have to start Tyrell Williams, dude. I, I mean, I, I heard that he played through this same thing in college. He's he's done it before. So I'm going to start, I think, Tyrell Williams and Devontae Adams as my two receivers. But, I mean, I got Willie Sneed, but you wouldn't put Sneed in for Williams, would you? What Michael Thomas has done to that wide receiver, Michael Thomas become the guy Drew Brees has never used, say for maybe Colston early in their career together, where they're sort of a primary target. I mean, you look at Brandon Cooks took a zippy last week. They're not, not even targeted, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, with how many points they score, like yeah. 42 or something. 49 I, points, yeah. and he wasn't targeted. And, and I think and Cooks kind of went out and had a little hissy fit on social media after that. So they're going to, I assume, going to try to work the ball to him. So Willie Sneed's the one who gets lost more than anyone in this Michael Thomas emergence. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't slide Sneed in uh, even over a Tyrell Williams. Adams is, is obvious, of course. So Tyrell, you know, and they say practice is great. You, you take that with a grain of salt, obviously, but he's done this before, and he's going to get in the end zone. That's just what he does. He lives in the end zone. So, yeah, I think Adams and Williams are the way you want to go there. Okay, sweet. Now, everybody's, you know, I can't stand Zach Ertz, man. I played him last week, and he sucked, man. He had like 6.6 points. I'm going to play Cameron Braid over him. What what do you think about that? Hey, I agree. I started Jason Witten Thursday, so uh, what do I know? (laughs) Yeah, I I think so. Ertz, every matchup you look at, you want to say, boy, this should be a big game for Zach Ertz. And you got the young quarterback, and Ertz should be on the goal line. What it seems to me is Darren Sproles, is catching a lot of Zach Ertz passes. So every once in a while, he'll poke his head up. He's like your boy Fleener. He'll poke his head up and have seven for 95 and a couple of touchdowns. But there just doesn't seem to be that chemistry with Wentz. And Brait, after after Mike Evans, Brait's that number two option. They're going to look at him around the goal line. He's not going to have seven or eight catches. That's not who he is. But he's going to have a couple of big ones. He's got a better chance to score than Zach Ertz. And if I got one game to win, I think this is the week I'm chasing a touchdown when it's close. And so, yeah, I agree. I'm going to go with Brait here as well. Oh, I no doubt about it. Look, you know, San Diego's six against a run, but they're 26 against the pass. And just like Rick said, he's basically number two target save for Mike Evans. So I think that's a good start. All right, sweet, man. You know what? I should I should truck this guy this week. This is a kid in our league. He won't be in our league next year because he has not really set his lineup a couple times. And I'm the commissioner, and I sure as hell ain't going to reach out to him. Everyone else is trucking him. Why can't I truck him? I mean, he's still, got De- he's still got Decker on his team. <laughs> awesome. Well, you need a little dead money, Dean. Yeah, yeah. But he's not playing Decker, but right now I'm looking at his lineup. He's got Isaiah Crowell in, and he's on a freaking buy, so he might take a zero right there. He's starting Cam over Carr, which is retarded, I think. <laughs> well, but, truck uh, him and then reach out to him. How's that? Yeah, beat him and then throw him out of the league. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and he does have – he's playing two tight ends, Olsen and Graham, but I, I, this lineup doesn't really scare me that much. Well, let's not take them lightly. Let's still put yeah, the best let's, one let's out there. Yeah, let's put the boots to Beat the Beat them by 60. Put them yeah. to the front, stomp a mud hole in them, and then <laughs> just move on. Then publicly shame him and throw him out of the league. Tar and feather him and get some, rid of him. Have some fun with it, anyhow. Yeah. All right, cool, man. Uh, you think uh, you think A.J. Green will be back next week? I'll tell you what, they're they're acting like he's he was moving around and practiced pretty well. Where where the reports coming out of Cincinnati, boy, they talk, that was so weird. They talked about he was going to be out for the year, 
and then all of a sudden the, the MRI come back well, and now he's moving around. So I think if not next week, no, you know, Doug certainly going to be out for two weeks. So, I mean, maybe it's just work, works in reverse. Yeah. I don't know. So, so he seems like he's good. So yeah, then, then you got a, got a good situation. You can move, uh, move him in, move Tyrell Williams into that flex. And we'll just talk about those running backs through the playoffs and uh, celebrate that championship. Yeah. This, this team could do some damage if I get in with Rogers and, and a healthy Williams and an AJ green and a Melvin Gordon. I mean, and Justin Tucker as my kicker. I mean, I could do some. I could. I could actually win this thing. I think. Well, that's what we plan on happening. Let's do it. Let's just go ahead and win it now. All right, man. I got. I know Junior and Jersey are probably chop freaking out right now. So I'm going to let you get to them. <laughs> oh yeah, All right, well, man. Good, good luck, Dean. Go, go get him, Dean. Take that kid down. Good to hear from you. All right, later, man. All right, right, we will wait for Horatio Hornblower to pull up Jersey. Yep. And uh, bring him on. First week on the slant, Rick. So we're going to give him a little Jersey, are you there? Gentlemen, I'm here, man. Hey, tell that last caller you did good. Uh, I like the running backs you recommended with him because I have Rawls and I have Stewart sitting this week also because uh, I'm going with, uh, you know, David Johnson and Ware. Um, I do like the call on there with him and I do like Bright smart move I like him as a tight end for you recommending him on that also smart move on your guys behalf also a homie I'm in first place I'm gonna take junior down this week anyhow the winner wins the division I already beat him once so I'm gonna beat him again but uh don't ever 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 sit Devontae Adams I lost last week but I would have won if I would have played Adams a homie played plays Steve Smith and I got to play Smith this week, and I got to play. And I always play Adams because I have Rodgers, but I'm sitting Matthews because Matthews is on a bye, you know, with the Titans. Right. So, um, yeah, Devontae Adam, Adams is one of those guys that has worked his way into basically yeah. a permanent starting role. I mean, there's no question yep. about that. It was a little up and down before as, uh, you know, Rodgers would go from Nelson to Adams, even to Cobb. But, I mean, yep. Devontae Adams is his guy now, man. He made some nice catches that were difficult passes. When I watched yep. that game, I'm like, ah, oh, man. Because all year long when I when I picked up Devontae Adams since I have Rodgers, I've been going with him. And I bucked the thing and I lost by, let's say, 20. But he would have gave me 20. Whatever it was, I would have won if I would have played him. And I beat this guy early in the year. So, if I win this week, I win that division in the standard league, in the wrestling coaches league. I beat Junior this week, which I should. Um, he'll he'll take second. I'll take first. I get a buy. I need a buy because my team, even though it's a good team, my matchups week fourteen aren't as good as week fourteen and fifteen. Uh, uh, excuse me, week fifteen and sixteen matches are much much better than week fourteen for me. So in that league. But quick question um, against Junior. What I'm doing is, I'm I'm sitting Reed. Reed's going to be out. I heard you. I don't like. Uh, Vernon Davis this week. Arizona, very, very tough against tight ends. I picked up McDonald, and I also – and I draft Witten, and I also picked up Vernon Davis in case next week reads out. Um, the Even though in my league, Yahoo's saying, all right, you're going to get 6.6 points with McDonald. Vernon Davis is going to give you 11 points. But Arizona, man, they're stellar tough against the tight ends. And McDonald – is the go-to guy for Scammernick. I call Kaepernick Scammernick since he hates cops. Um, 
and uh, but he is the go-to guy in the passing game with San Francisco is McDonald. He's been probably number six tight end over the last five to four to five weeks. So your opinion in a PPR league, do you like – I got McDonald in now. Keep McDonald in over Vernon Davis on that argument. You know, Arizona's been tough on just about everybody. I mean, they're the number one defense in the league. I mean, surprising as it is, they're four, six, and one, which doesn't uh, – it's a testament of uh, the, the turnover ratio and how bad the offense has been playing recently. I mean, you know, it's hard to imagine. They're 17th in the league rushing with David Johnson. And yeah. I mean, it, it's just in with the number one defense, they're just not putting it together. They're still a dangerous team. I just think Vernon Davis is a better player, and Washington's offense is more dynamic. To me, I think it's close, but I'd still roll with Davis. I'll let Rick uh, counterpoint me. Well, here's here's the thing with Vernon Davis, and I, I hate doing this, Jersey, but but this is how I honestly feel about it. <laughs> number one, Vernon Davis. He's going to be the – maybe after Crowder, he's going to be the top option for Kirk Cousins. This offense is built around the tight end. It's built around Jordan Reed. In the games Jordan mm-hmm. Reed missed a few weeks back, they force-fed the ball to Vernon Davis. Now, if anybody can take Vernon Davis away, it's Arizona. When I look at opportunities, when I look at down-the-field opportunities especially, because what Vernon Davis does that Jordan Reed doesn't do, they seem to get him downfield. He has big play. He's not going to have an 8, 9, 10-catch game like Jordan Reed would, which is right. which might be our answer as I work my way through it. He's going to have four or five grabs, but he's going to have deep opportunities downfield. He's going to have the opportunity to get in the end zone. That's why I like Vernon Davis. So I hate doing this, but your point about McDonald being a top five or six guy, being unspectacular but very consistent over the last several weeks. He's got a good matchup this week against Chicago. There's some weather concerns out there in Chicago I saw last night. I haven't had a chance to follow up on it this morning. They're talking about some some snow and wind and some weather concerns in Chicago. So that makes me nervous about McDonald, although I've been burnt trying to play the weather game in the past. So I guess what I'm going to say, if you have to win and if you look at your matchup and you need points and you have to win this week, I'm going to go with Vernon Davis. You want, if you can beat this guy playing it safe, then I think that right. Vance McDonald's there. So I hate giving you sort of the, a non-answer, right. but knowing who you're going up against, what you need to do, if you need right. 15, 16 points out of your tight end, if you have to have it, right. I'd, roll, I'd take the risk with Vernon Davis. If 8 to 10 is going to get you where you need to go, then McDonald's probably the safer play there. Yeah, 8 to 10, I'm going against Junior. If I win, I win a division. If he loses, he takes third. And the other guy who would be tied with me, because right now we're all eight and four, um, but I would have it because I only had one loss in my division. So um, if I beat him outright, Junior takes third. Junior beats me. The guy um, who's in second would become first if he wins. So then Junior and I would play probably in the first round next week. So, like I said, um, I mean, he's got Rodgers, Adams, Cooper, Ajay, Miller, Kels Blunt, Bailey, and Houston. He got five from there. As I'm going to go with Cousins, Robinson, Landry, David Johnson, where I had McDonald in there. I got Hill as my flex, and I got Kostowski in Miami because I don't trust Rawls this week. He burned me last week like the previous caller said. I thought he'd have a good matchup, but who knows? He's liable to do well. Stewart, you know, he, you know, he, he's done well against Carolina. 
uh, excuse me, against Seattle. But, again, you don't know what's going on with him. And, like I said, Coleman, I'm be- I keep on the bench. And, like I said, um, you know, Bortles, I'm not going to use him. So, Reed, I'm benching. So, if I pull McDonald out, I'll gain maybe five more points. So, from 133, it makes me 138. Junior right now is at 114. You know, so, I, sh- I mean, if everything hits like it's supposed to be, it- it'll, you know, my-, my question is, which I've been winning, but Robinson and Landry have been kind of killing me this year. They're just not doing anything. So, do you think keeping Robinson and Landry in as receivers, you know, I guess I got to use it's a PPR league, and instead of taking Hill and putting Hill up in one of those other spots and then using either Rawls, which I don't really know, or Stewart, or even Coleman, um, any anything like that, um, because you can't use another for the flex. You can only use a running back or a receiver. Like you can't use a tight end in this league. Some leagues you can. This you wouldn't. Am, am I good to stay where I'm at? You think? Yeah, think I'm not. I'm not crazy about Allen Robinson this week or, or any week, quite frankly. But he, yeah. he's still Allen Robinson. Alan Hearns is out. The running backs are out. I, it, it's going to be a struggle, but I think he's going to get his looks in a PPR. I think you could see that similar seven catch for 70 yard type of performance. He was getting you know, very consistently up until last week when he, we just disappeared. Right. He seems to do now and right. again, I don't want any part of Thomas Rawls. Now, now Tevin Coleman, he's intriguing. I, I wouldn't hate getting him involved in a lineup, but Kansas city's a whole different breed of defense. I don't like messing yeah. with him. Tevin Coleman, you're counting on him getting in the end zone a couple of times like he did last week to put up big numbers. Right. I, I think your your lineup where it stands is in pretty good shape. Good. Save for, you know, if it right. was my team not knowing not knowing anything else how all the matchups shake up, I might play Vernon right. Davis over Vance McDonald. But I think you're you're sitting pretty good where you're at. All right. And like I said with Landry, with with with, with Devontae Parker out, maybe Landry will get he'll get his targets because I think Parker's going to be out this week. So that's what I'm saying. I get through this week here. Week 14, I got some difficult matchups. But uh, I win the division. I get a bye week 14. Week 15, week 16, I'm flying to the championships because I got nice I got nice matchups. Again, I've been on both ends with a crappy team and one. I've been on with a team with one or two loss and loss in the playoffs because, as we know, week 14, 15, 16, it's all about matchups. Been on both ends for the last 12 years because, like I said, Junior, I've won like eight championships in the last 12 years. So, um, this is this a fun one that we're going against each other here. I said, I said, I said, Dad's taking you down twice this year, man. I said, you know, it's, it's the old dog teaching a new dog new tricks. So, there you go. Well, I'll tell you what, Jared, one one game at a time, buddy. Win this week, and then uh, we'll get into yep. the playoffs. We got to get rolling here. We got got a lot of stuff right, guys, to cover. Yeah, take here. care. All, All right, again, man, guys. Thanks. I appreciate it. Best of luck, you. Take care. Yep. All right, Bye-bye. you too. Bye bye, bye bye. All right, oh, we got the we got the Jersey Junior Grudge match every week, Rick. I love it. I, I look forward to that one awesome. every week. So I don't know who to root for. I like them both. Have we ever talked to Junior? I don't no. think we ever have. He's, he's always, always working sleeping or, or working or coming or off. And now he's getting married and. Oh yeah. yeah I mean, a, we know everything is going on with Junior, but we never yeah, get to talk to yeah, him. Yeah, hopefully we get to talk to Junior some week. But he's out there. Do it, doing the fighting the good fight. So that's right. So we'll 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 get there eventually. We we good in the chat room, Rick. Yep, All right, right, let's go. Let's hop into it. How about some starts and sits here this week? And I will start it off. You know, I had Colin Kaepernick down with the Bears again. Those weather concerns. I don't, I don't know. We've been burnt so many times on that. 
where I'm like, you know what I'm going to do, Rick? And then this will, this will sort of tip my hand. I think I already said at the top of the show, I love Malcolm Mitchell going up against the Rams this week. He seems to, more than Martellus Bennett, which is so strange to me, he seems to be the beneficiary of Rob Gronkowski being out. They, he's getting more looks. He's getting downfield looks, and he's become the red zone target. So, Malcolm Mitchell, this is a guy, get him in your lineup in a flex where you can and, and sit back and reap the, the rewards. Yeah, I mean, we know about Tom Brady. If he locks on to somebody and you're performing, he'll stick with you. And as banged up as they are, there's not a whole lot to lock on on right. that offense. So I, I agree. I, going up against a, a decent defense, but as we saw last week, a good quarterback, they can sh- shred that defense. And, you know, of course, they'll probably really tighten up with Jeff Fisher getting the extension. Oh, yeah, week, they're, so. they're so excited they get you know, four right. or five more years of that. I'll tell you what, I'm going to bounce off what you said right off the bat. I actually had Kaepernick as a start at Chicago. Look, they're they're playing well. And um, it's it's still an iffy proposition with that offense. But they're not really banged up. No. Chicago's been decent defensively. I mean, they're not horrible. I think they're uh, 11th overall in the league. Not bad. But – you know, you got Matt Barkley at quarterback, and there's just a lot of question marks on the offense. I think it's going to give San Francisco a lot of opportunity. And Kaepernick's athletic. I think he's a pretty good start this week. Yeah, I think even if there's a sloppy track there, if they get that weather in Chicago, I mean, we saw the man run for 100 yards <laughs> recently, very recently, right. as a matter of fact. So I, I think he he finds a way to move that ball. It, it's it's a fair defense in Chicago. It's certainly not that eighty five Bears. I think he throws enough to justify his existence. And I think with his ability to run, you know what I'm going to be intrigued by is what's going to happen with Colin Kaepernick going forward. I would love Rick love to see him somewhere other than San Francisco. That place has become just a cesspool and you, you just think about it as one of the heritage franchises in the NFL and how well things were run for so many right. years. It's been run equally as poorly in recent years. If you can get Colin Kaepernick some, somewhere else and look, I, I don't care about all this stuff that happened in the taking the knee and the, you know, apparently he's a big Fidel Castro guy. Now you take all that aside, you he's put not him even old enough to know who he yeah, is. Really. Who just, cares? He's just being contrarian at this exactly. point. And that's fine. You throw all that stuff aside, personal feelings about him aside. This guy has got a ton of talent. If you got him in a good situation in a good franchise with good coaching, this guy still could be something in this league and something we're talking about each and every week. Maybe, you know, perhaps. I mean, it's not not the fair weather city um, that you would like to see him in, like a Miami or something where he could run and and never be hampered. But let's face facts. That's what tends to take over a lot in the late season is the rushing game. You know, when you get into these weather things, I don't think Chicago <laughs> would be that bad of a landing spot no, for him. And, and I'm hoping he leaves San Francisco. And I'm, as he performs better and better, they I'm thinking less and less of a chance that's going to happen. I'd have told you it was a lock, you know, in week four. Mm-hmm. But that seems less and less like a lock. I'd just be interested to see what what that kid could do if they got him somewhere else and got some coaching and told him to zip it, and maybe he'd listen, maybe not. Who knows? It's, it's very intriguing to me. All right, sits, Rick. I, I got a lot of sits here. We, we've already talked a lot about Thomas Rawls. I had him down right there. Um, he, here's one, Rick. Todd Gurley this week against the Rams. You know, you're going into playoffs or against the Patriots. He plays for the Rams. 
Yeah, Bill Belichick, you know, and his defensive staff are going to say, you know, Todd Gurley ain't going to get going against us. You know, all right, rookie quarterback. All right, Pharaoh Cooper with Tavon Austin out. You guys go ahead and beat us. If you can move the ball, you go ahead and beat us. Todd Gurley is going nowhere. You might see nine in the box most of this game. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that's a, that's a good sit. And, and equally, I'm going, um, and no matter who it is, whether it's Starks or Michael, Sit the Green Bay running backs against Houston. <laughs> yeah. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have his way with that defense. He's going to throw 50 times the air. again today, right? Yeah, and I, I just don't want any part of Green Bay running game because, quite frankly, they don't know what to make of their own running game. No. And why run if you don't have to? And Aaron Rodgers has no interest in it, right? No. He's going to check out any running play that McCarthy calls, and he's going to throw that ball 50 times. And it'll work for him this week, I think. I'm tipping my hand on the game picks, but they'll get away with it. And I, I don't know. Is anybody still even playing Cam Newton, You know, if you are? You know, I only bring it up because, historically, he's been the one guy, and this Panthers team has been the one team that's played fairly well in Seattle and been able to move the ball on them in these last several years of their dominant defenses, especially at home. But but this year, Cam's just done. It's just uh, – I'll be curious. He's going to be the one I'm going to be watching with the most anticipation going into next season. You know, if I'm putting a list together of what I want to see next season, Cam Newton's right at the top. Was last year the blip or is this year the blip? I, I'm right. real curious about that. But if I got one game to win, it's not going to be Cam Newton. I could name you – 15 quarterbacks, you know, one being Colin Kaepernick that I'd play over Cam Newton today. I, I agree 100%. And um, let's see, what do we do? Well, I guess we'll throw in a couple more starts here since we've been delving on the negative here. You know Go me, I am the beacon of positivity. And no, uh, that's not true. <laughs> it's just not. Let's see. Now that's just, that's just cruel. When, boy. That's my when? boy. <laughs> <laughs> The audience thought that was funny. <laughs> that was that was fun. That, that was a good timing. You even baffled our producer over there. Yeah, he doesn't know what's going on. Doesn't take much. No. <laughs> oh, that, that open up, take a swig. There's there another we go. beer, having that morning beer. Yeah, that's our boy. Anyway, you know, I'll tell you what. If you happen to be a, a – I'm you're going to hate me for this. I well, I, to you. be fair, I hated you before you said this. Yeah, but I mean even more. All right. If you happen to be maybe a Marcus Mariota owner. Okay. And, I don't know, maybe you're in a pretty deep league and there's not much out there. At home against the Colts, maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick is about the only time you could but play him this week. But this is the year he finally puts it together. Yeah, he, sucks. he sucks. Yes. I can't trust it. I can't either. I'm just saying. I mean, and there's not that many bye weeks out there. So, yeah. I, mean, if, I mean, that's the only scenario I can see starting this cat. If you happen to be a Mariota owner, you might be there. I mean, like you're not going to start him over. You'll start him over Bortles, Cam, Cam. Yeah, I think I would. I think I I would start him over. Play this game. I mean, um, yeah. Okay, you said Bortles, Cam. um, Oh, how about? uh, Well, nobody would have him anyway. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I mean uh, Flacco against Miami. Yeah. I mean, see, this would almost be exclusively for Mariota owners. Exactly. That's that's the only reason I bring this up. But I mean, you probably have somebody anyway. So, I mean, yeah, but maybe there's a there's a handful of guys you take. Yeah, if you happen to have Flacco sitting on your bench or something. What do you think about Eli today, Rick? As bad as that Steelers defense has been. 
You know, they looked really good the last two weeks, albeit against the Browns in a backup quarterback. So I think you do have to factor that in. They they play better at home. You know, by the numbers, Eli should be in line for a big week. And I didn't have him on either list because I don't know what to make of him. Here. Well, I'll tell you one thing. If they don't get after Eli, Odell Beckham is going to kill that secondary. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, they have to get after him and constantly harass him today. I don't, and they've got to stop the run. I don't know if this is homerism. I can't give you any numerical justification for this. I've just, I've got a tingle. I've got a vibe that Eli's going to struggle today. I, I really do. You know, the weather, it's going to be cold here, but nothing they don't deal with in, in New York. It's going to be a bit of a sloppy track. It's been, you know, pretty wet around here the last few days. God, I still got my Saturday night throat. Hold on one minute. Well, you you talk about go. you go ahead and hack and gag around, but you talk <laughs> about being a homer or whatever. I mean, look, we talk about Ben laying out these stinkers a couple every year. Yeah. Eli does the same thing. And I, I, I just have that vibe today. I, I can't justify it numerically, but there, there's a lot of guys I'd start o- over Eli Manning, which I don't know. We don't get a ton of clamoring for and a ton of questions about Eli Manning. He's sort of an afterthought. Uh, of fantasy quarterbacks, but if you're if you're rolling a Cam Newton, if you're rolling you know some of these bad matchups or a Marcus Mariota, Eli's a very viable option. And if you look at the numbers, you'd think, boy, Eli should probably be on this start list. I just got a vibe, Rick. I, I think the Steelers. This game ends up being close, but I think you know Roethlisberger dominates him, and it's a bit of a struggle for Eli. And I think he could turn the ball over a couple of times. I don't know why. God, if you look at the numbers, I can't justify it. I, I just it's just a tingle, just a tingle. Eli Manning hasn't missed any games this year, right? As far as I know, yeah. Yeah, we haven't seen Nassib. No, it's been all Eli. Right. In fantasy scoring, Eli is 16th. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a very valid point, obviously. I mean, and I don't think we're breaking any news here. But, you know, Eli's schizophrenic. He goes 353 touchdowns, and he goes a buck 70 with a pick. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, but he hasn't been – in fact, I'm going to pull up some Eli Manning stats while we're Ooh, we're going while to, we're on this. It's all Eli all the time. Eli Manning stat week. I tell you what, here. Eli's been playing well the last four weeks. Right. Um, four touchdowns against Philly, but he had two picks. Three touchdowns against Cincinnati, two picks. Two touchdowns against Chicago, three touchdowns against Cleveland. However, we went from Philadelphia, Cincinnati, Chicago, Cleveland. I mean, you can see the decline yeah, yeah. in team opposition right there. Now, all of a sudden, they're at Pittsburgh. I agree. He could be in for a bad week. And I'll tell you this. Even if he throws three or four touchdowns, if he throws two picks today, they're going to get run right out of Heinz Field. Because if you give Ben Roethlisberger in December, where he really plays well, at home, where he really plays well, if you give him two extra possessions, he's going to score on them. Right, I, I think so. If maybe that's where the feeling comes in. If you give that, maybe it's more about the game than it is about Eli. Well, yeah, and and Ben Roethlisberger is going up against uh, a defense that's been pretty generous against the pass. They're ranked twenty fourth in the league, giving up about two hundred and sixty five yards a game. Ben could easily go over three hundred with no problem. Oh yeah, and so, I, I think I, that's almost a guarantee at yeah. home, right? And, unless I agree, he, unless he gets hurt, you know, Jason Pierre-Paul could come around to end with his him, eight fingers yeah. and may murder him because he's been getting to the quarterback 
even with imagine if he had 10 fingers with that boy that government phone just went nuts there he apparently horatio got a super secret message i'm waiting for the was helicopter it, was it super secret or just top secret or what uh, <clears throat> g15 oh wow. i don't know what that means but i can I hear know. the helicopters over over the studio <laughs> right now so yeah, it, okay. it's big let's time. get moving all right let's get to the game picks here i after a 14 and two week last yeah, week man. i'm sitting at one and oh here you know, now I thought I'll admit I thought the Cowboys were going to blow the Vikings out. Everybody was saying they thought the Vikings could win yeah, this game, I was which seemed odd up. to me. I thought it was going to be an absolute blowout. It ended up the experts were probably closer than me, right. but I get the win, and that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Yeah, you know, I, I had this. Dallas. I had this thing twenty-seven thirteen. I didn't see how the Vikings were going to score, right. and I was right about that. But I underestimated. You know, the Vikings defense, I don't want to say they've been struggling. They've played pretty well comparatively to other defenses in the league. But they hadn't had that dominant feel that they had over the, when they were dominating right. the beginning of the year. So, I really thought they Cowboys be able to move the ball. And they struggled. But in the end, hey, I'll take the win. I think hey, the I experts had 21-14. But oh, you were pretty much was, on it. Well, yeah, but 17-15. And it was fortunate, really. Yeah, way, oh, yeah. Yeah, Sam <laughs> – yeah. How do you just throw a ball away on a two-point conversion? I know he got hit in the face and they got jobbed on that two-point conversion, <laughs> but he had thrown that ball in the ninth in the ninth row of the stands in the back of the end zone before he got hit in the face. I mean, yeah, you can't. You're down to you risk the interception. Throw it in somewhere. You don't throw it away. You idiot. What are you doing? I mean, I'm sitting there watching. I'm just saying, you idiot. Yeah. What is it? You I, can't I, do I, that. Yeah, this is let the, it get picked and let them return it. Either way, you're kicking the onside kick, but you don't. Right. Don't throw it away. What are you doing? I don't know. But what a clown. Anyhow. And you'd think they could stop them in 105 yards somewhere. Yeah. Even if it was picked. You would, you would hope so. Yeah. Anyhow, but I'll take the win there, so I'm sitting at 1-0. and All right, Rick, right off the top, this is a game outside the Steeler game. I think I'm most excited about this week is Atlanta's hosting Kansas City. This is a tough one to pick here. This is a tough one, and, and, you know, and I'll probably be wrong again, but I took Denver over Kansas City because they were in Denver. I'm taking Atlanta over Kansas City because we're in Atlanta 28-24. By hook or by crook, somehow Kansas City finds a way to win. I'm still taking Atlanta. All right, here comes the hedge of all hedges. Well, I'm going to say, in reality, I think Atlanta should win this game at home. I do think Atlanta's the real deal. They're playing at home. That offense is so dynamic. Chiefs play really good defense. But I, I don't feel like they're Seattle. I don't feel like they're Minnesota. They're just really good defense and opportunistic. A lot of turnovers. They get in the end zone a lot. But I stated finally after watching this team win 17 of their last 20 games or whatever it's been that I'm done picking against Kansas City. So on paper, on the official record, I'm taking Kansas City here 23-21 because for some reason, somehow, even when outmatched, outplayed in a game, when it's all said and done, they doink a field goal off the post and through and they, and they win a football game. So I'm just I'm not picking against Kansas City anymore. I'll take them 23-21. And it makes absolutely no sense. Right. They are 8 and 3 on the year. Do you know what their offensive rank in the league is? Oh, it's got to be in the mid 20s somewhere. 27. Yeah. Do you know what the defense overall rank is in the league? So I I'd guess that would be a top 15 defense. 28. That's stunning. And they're eight and frickin' three. <laughs> uh, go figure. I don't know. I mean, it, it's obviously turnovers. Well, yeah, they, they're opportunistic and they score a lot. Sure they do. they can't throw the ball. They, they, they hate to do that. You know, the last six, seven weeks, Spencer Ware's been bad. They've struggled to run the ball, and they just keep winning football games. So I I'm going to quit picking against them. Yeah. Well, I'm 
I'm going to keep you, their you, ride going. I'm going to pick against them, and then they'll prove me wrong. Yeah, I was stubborn last year and kept picking them, and so you <laughs> can be the guy this year, and All I'll right. pick up some wins on you. All right, Rick, your Baltimore Ravens, hon, are hosting the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, my Ravens. I'll tell you what, I think the streak ends with Miami, as much as I hate to say it. I like Baltimore's defense. I think it's going to be a close game. I'm going Baltimore 24, Miami 20. Yeah, Miami on this six-game winning streak. Can you ever say a six-game winning streak's a mirage? You know, I, it's against a lot of, you know, say for the Steelers, a lot of bad teams. But I'm just not buying it. When I look at that team, that in Ryan Tannehill, you know, I, I love what our boy's doing, obviously. Ajayi. But he's going to struggle. You know, they're going to have to stick with it and give him the ball 25 times for him to put up any type of numbers in Baltimore. That's just not a package with Ryan Tannehill and that team you can pick up and take on the road in December and win a game against a good team. So I got Baltimore 16-13. It's going to be ugly, it but I, I got Baltimore. And, and, you know, I'm not you know dismissing Miami. Look, they've beaten Pittsburgh in the streak. They've beaten Pittsburgh. They've beaten Buffalo and San Diego um, in San Diego. Um you know, they also beat the Jets, Rams, and 49ers. It was no huge test, obviously, but, um, you know, they're winning. But I'm I'm like you. I'm going Baltimore in a close But you one. know what, Rick? It's all, it's all about him. Yeah. I think if somebody can slow him down, it's going to be that Ravens team. He's going to get his. Yeah, his yeah. name comes up a lot in the mailbag, and I think you're going to hear us telling you to still play him. But I think it's going to be a bit of a struggle for him. All right, Rick. In the snow, in Chicago, old old school football the bears host the san francisco 49ers and much as we talked earlier i'm not looking for a 9-6 game i'm going san francisco 27 chicago 20 i think they're going to be able to move the football and it's just going to be more of a a, a wild game you know you got bargain everything says it should be a close and yeah. a cuff and a, and a slobber knocker I'm going 27-20 San Francisco. Yeah, I think San Francisco could run them out of the gym. I'm with you. Our scores are almost identical. I got 29-20 San Francisco. You know, Barkley impressed me, those three touchdowns. And, yeah. And, or did he have two and should have had three or had three and should have had four, you know, two drops in the end zone at the end of that game, and they'd have won that game. So, so Barkley playing fairly decent. You know, San Francisco defensively doesn't scare you. I think this is about Kaepernick. He's playing that well. Yep. He's going to find a way. They've been close against a lot better teams in Chicago the last several weeks, and I think they get it done this week. All right, Rick, your Cincinnati Bungles at home taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. Always my team. Yeah, um, you're a bit of a fair-weather fan. Right? Yeah. Cincinnati, they're just – this just isn't their year. And – Somewhere along the line, I think they should win, but Philadelphia is going to edge them out in Cincinnati, 24-23. Yeah, no Gio Bernard. You you find out just how much A.J. Green means that oh, yeah. offense. He, he's the whole offense. Still, they really still struggle. have Eifert, but um, you shut him down. There's just not, not many options yeah. there. I mean, Jeremy Hill, he'll be a fine play, but he's not going to have a huge week. That Philadelphia front is pretty good. They're going to be able to limit it there. They're limited in the passing game. So I think Philadelphia can go on the road and win this one 27-23. Green Bay Packers in Lambeau. I, I don't I haven't seen the weather in Lambeau. I hope it's bad. I just love bad weather games. And is it? One to three inches, 70%. Love it. There's an old Lambeau game. I love that one at home taking on the Houston Texans, a dome team. Yeah, and I mean and Brock Osweiler. <laughs> yeah, like like you said, I mean it doesn't even matter if it's snow on the ground. It's going to be a lot colder than it is in Houston. 
And I like Green Bay 30 to 21. Yeah, I, I've got Green Bay 30 to 20. I'm starting to get the feeling, you know, you hate to overvalue one week, but what they did last week, I got a feeling Green Bay might still sneak in and make these playoffs. They're just they're Aaron Rodgers willing you. It's hard without that running game. That defense gets healthy. Green Bay isn't done yet. We haven't heard the last. Oh, I agree. So I, I got them 30 to 20. Jacksonville at home taking on Denver. This could be ugly. You know, I don't. I don't foresee this being any kind of a blowout. Uh, you know, Jacksonville's defense has acquitted themselves pretty well. And I think Denver, you know, with the situation they're in, I think they're obviously they're the better team. I think they go into Jacksonville, and I think it's going to be like a one-score game. I'm going 28-20, Denver. Yeah, I, I mean, you look at it with Paxton Lynch starting. I don't think he's a huge drop from Simeon, although the gap gets wider as the year goes on and Simeon gets more and more, more and more reps is what it comes down mm-hmm. to. There was a game early in the year where Lynch came in and played almost equally to what Simeon's been doing. But what Simeon did last week against Kansas City was impressive. This kid just yeah. might might be the real deal down the road. You look at Jacksonville, you know, they can't get up for bad teams at home. You've you got a good team coming in. You've got no Alan Hearns. You've got no Chris Ivory. You've got a limited T.J. Yeldon. You've got no Julius Thomas. For an offense, it's struggle, you know, Blake Bortles, I think this is a 1 o'clock game, so he isn't going to even be sober until halftime. <laughs> so I don't know how they move the ball. I, I think Denver's going to struggle as well, though. I got Denver 17-9, assuming one of them's a defensive touchdown, because Bortles, that's his favorite thing to do, is, is throw a pick six. So I, I think it's Denver 17-9, I, I think it's going to be sloppy. It's going to be ugly. All right, New England at home taking on Jeff Fishers and his new contract, bringing it to Foxborough to take on the Pats. And I don't care if he has a new contract or not. New England 27, L.A. 13. I got 41-16. I, I just think, you know. No respect even for the Rams defense. No. Huh? Well, look what, look what they – now, New Orleans is scary against any defense at home. I understand that. But, They're a little healthier offense. Yeah. But, like I said, Bel- Belichick, you said he was in the chat room earlier. They hear this chatter that all know Gronk. You know, the offensive line struggled. Tom Brady looked skittish, all those things I said on Thursday, Rick, on the Arena Sports Network. And I, I stand by it all. But they hear this stuff. You get a poorly coached, bad team coming in there. They're going to say, why don't you guys go ahead and shut up and watch this? So I've got 41 to 16. All right, Rick, what should be the fantasy bonanza? New Orleans at home taking on the Detroit Lions. Yeah, and everything, all the hype that we give it and everything, it'll be 6-3, but no, I'm I'm going New Orleans. It will be at halftime, then it'll finish in the 40s. Watch that. I am going New Orleans, obviously, at home against – what is going on? What are you doing there, Rick? Huh. It, you know, you pull up stats, and all of a sudden they have to play a tape for well, it. Well, they, they want you to know, Rick. They want you to be in the know. I am in the know. I mean, maybe <laughs> they didn't know that they're on the asylum. Yeah, we should probably have a special asylum server so they know you don't need any of their news, I, tips, or advice. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll give them tips and advice. <laughs> New Orleans, 34. Detroit, 28. I got 31-30, and I think I'd flip that if that game was in Detroit. New Orleans is tough at home, even when they're bad. They're tough at home. Drew Brees, I think Drew Brees is the MVP of this season, quite frankly. They'll probably give it to Brady or maybe Derek Carr is in contention. But Drew Brees, I believe, what, he only threw for four last week and ran one in. Drew Brees is willing that team. Michael Thomas has emerged. All those weapons. So I think it's going to be close. I think what I can see is New Orleans getting out big. 
and Detroit trying to make another one of those fourth quarter comebacks, I think this is the week it stops. I think this is the week they get nipped and you're, you're playing with fire going down in the fourth quarter. So I got New Orleans in a close one. All right, Oakland at home, the number one seed in the AFC, Rick, taking on Buffalo. This is an intriguing game. This is going to be a tough game. I mean, this is a not necessarily a must win for Oakland, but it certainly is, you know, Buffalo standpoint, you know, seven and five is a lot better in that AFC East and six and six. When you got Miami and new England, ahead. Buffalo's going to play them tough, but I, you know, we talk about Kansas city finding a way to win Oakland's the same way. Their defense gives up a lot of points, but you know, that offense scores a lot. I think Oakland edges them out. I'm going 26, 23 Oakland. Yeah, I mean, this comes down to the defenses. This is another one-point game I'm predicting. I'm going to take Oakland at home, 23. Derek Carr's just that good. It seems that finger has an effect. He wasn't even on the injury report this week, so I'm assuming he'll wear that glove and, and he'll be just fine. They'll get after him, and I think Buffalo keeps this thing really close. But in the end, Oakland, quite frankly, is just the real deal. And while their defense gives up a ton of yardage and they give up a good amount of points, they've got playmakers. You look at Khalil Mack, they can make one play in the fourth quarter right. of a game. They've done it the last several weeks, and I think they do it again here. All right, this is another interesting one, very intriguing, is bet poorly as they played Arizona at home taking on Washington. Washington. I tell you what, this this is one of these games that everything says, you know, Arizona's about done. You know, they're just playing bad. They're four, six, and one. They're just fading. They still got the number one defense in the league. And when you have that, you're you can still be a dangerous team. They're playing in Arizona, going across country. I'm going Arizona close on 31-27. Yeah, this one, there's about seven coin flips this week, Rick. This week's really tough. I don't think we're going to replicate that 14-2. and two. I'm going to go Washington here for, for the simple reason of Kirk Cousins is playing at an all-pro level right now. Trust me, I hope you are absolutely correct. And as well as the defense is playing in Arizona – Carson Palmer is playing equally as bad offensively. You, you mentioned it. You know everything David Johnson's doing. Their offensive numbers are still bad. Larry Fitzgerald's having a Pro Bowl season when he's been healthy, and yet still Carson Palmer has he's just been turning the ball over. He's been making poor decisions. Well, that's the thing. It's the turnovers. They're still ninth in the league overall offense. They're ninth in the league passing, but. Like you said, turnovers, especially at inopportune times, right. are killing them. Yeah, and I, I think you give Kirk Cousins and Vernon Davis a short field and Jamison Crowder, they're going to make you pay for it. So I think that happens here. I think David Johnson might have 400 yards this week. That Washington run defense is that bad. So that's how Arizona wins the game. That's the formula. If they just grind it out, they play defense, they grind it out with David Johnson, but they haven't seemed willing to do that. Carson Palmer seems to want to do this on his own and to very poor results. So I'm going to take Washington here by a field goal. I've got 26-23. I wouldn't be stunned if it was the opposite, just right. a coin flip, but I'm going to go with the hot quarterback here. All right, Rick, the one we're going to be paying attention to, uh, Cletus will be passed out by the time this game comes on at 430, but you and I can watch as the Steelers host the New York Giants. You may be rolling Cletus out of the way by the time you come down to watch it. He won't even get out of here this morning. He's, I don't he's know five deep on. already. <laughs> what do they you. call it? Breakfast stout. I yeah. don't know what that means, but it can't be good. Oatmeal stout. He's having his oatmeal for breakfast. They have an oatmeal beer? Oh, Efficiency. Oatmeal. Efficiency. <laughs> uh, it, there you go. I, I oatmeal like, beer? That can't be good. Oh, yeah. Oatmeal stout. I've made it. It's Is wonderful. Is it thick like oatmeal? 
It's it's heavy. It's a stout. Think I don't know what that means. Well, you guys you know, say these beer do you words. Know, I don't know what do it means. You know what the word stout means? Just like that boy, that's a stout guy. Yeah, studly. It's a studly beer. Very studly. What beer. does that mean? Um, thick. Oh, gross. Dark. Gross. I don't like that. Wonderful. Chuck full of flavor. It. I mean, it's it's a it's a happy experience. Frothy. <laughs> Frothy, yes. A it's a happy um, experience. <laughs> Am I not right? It, it is the epitome of a winter beer. Yes, it is. It's wonderful. I mean, it's an experience that... Um, oh, you're all steamed up over there. Hey, it's <laughs> alcohol, man. Well, that's true. Yeah. You know, I, I could. you could wax poetic over mouthwash if it was all Hey, I have no testosterone left, so I got alcohol. <laughs> yeah, you, you are old, so... Uh. <laughs> All right. Where were we at? Oh, Steelers hosting the Giants. 30, New York 25. I got 30-27. I think it's just that kind of game. It's back and forth. Real quick interjection here. Have you guys noticed all the uh, social media, uh, OBJ and Antonio Brown hanging out last night? Yeah, does that bother you that they're out clowning? I don't really care. It used to, but, I mean, there's not dynasties anymore. Kind of like you would never see Snake Stabler hanging out with Mel Blunt. No. Okay, no. back in the day. But it's not the same thing. These guys are millionaire buddies. They they don't have the rivalries so much. Okay, maybe Terrell Suggs isn't hanging out with Ben Roethlisberger. Okay? Yeah. I mean, there's certain certain players, let's say. But it's not really certain teams anymore like like it used to be. Does it bother you know what bothers me a little more than than that? I mean, okay, that's that's cool. I hate guys laughing and hugging after they just got beat by twenty points. Yeah, you I know, guess even little, that doesn't bother me well, as much anymore. It's not being a poor loser, but they should be a little disappointed. Yeah, you should I be mean, upset. Pretend yeah. you're not just playing for the money, okay? Yeah, yeah. Pretend like you really want to get to that Super Bowl. But the point is, that's what it comes down to, Rick. Right? I mean, what the difference between now and the '70s is? These guys are all individually, especially when you look at guys like Brown and OBJ. These are individual multi-million-dollar entities, sure. right? So they're on the same page. And uh, you know what? And quite frankly, and this may sound dumb, this would be a good conversation for Thursday. we got to get moving. I don't want to spend too much time on this. But I think the league, the players have become so united in their hatred for the league. <laughs> you know what I mean? And for, for Roger Goodell, the enemy of my enemies, my friend. But these guys are all multi-million dollar individual entities. They, they get along. They're the only 2,000 guys in the world that understand each right. other and what they're going through. So I get it. Quite frankly, I get it. So, But you know what? Jot that down. We're going to have a longer conversation on that on Thursday. But I do. I got the Steelers 30-27. I think a late break, back-breaking Eli turnover is what does it. San Diego at home against Tampa. We got to get to the mailbag. All right. San Diego at Tampa. i tell you what. You know, after that. Tampa at San Diego. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I lied to you. But after their performance last week, I don't think Tampa can replicate it. I think it's going to go down to the wire, though. I'm going San Diego 31, Tampa 30, just because they're at home. Yeah, I got uh, what I got 28-24 San Diego. I think it's just whoever is traveling is going to lose that game. All right, Seattle at home against Carolina should have been an NFC Championship preview. Not so much right now. More points than what you would expect. Seattle 27, Carolina. Really weird. I have it exactly the same. <laughs> exactly the same. So I mean. Oh, yeah, no, nine to six, something like that. And Monday Night Football, your New York Jets, Rick, hosting the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, Indianapolis. 
reckless just because New York is just a Some and yeah. I think Andrew Luck does just that. All right, let's go to the chat room. We have a standard question. All we right. need one out of Rashad Jennings against the Steelers, mm-hmm. Allen Robinson, or James Starks. Got to be Robinson, right? It is standard, though. Yeah, if this yeah. is PPR, it's obviously Robinson. You know, as bad as the Steelers are against the run, I don't believe the Giants are going to have the opportunity to stick with the run. I think this becomes an up and down. This is going to be Antonio Brown versus still going Allen Robinson. Yeah, that that is a tough one when you when you become I mean, you have to go yardage. I mean, you may get some garbage time against Denver, which is going to help an Allen Robinson owner whether he scores or not. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh still ninth against a run. And, you know, for that reason, I'm going to go Robinson just because. Uh, Jennings could get 16 carries. I think I'd go Jennings. I just don't see it happening. It's just going to be a shootout. It's going to be up and down the field all day. So I agree. I'm going to go Allen Robinson. Okay. All right. Let's go through the mailbag. No, we're not done yet. Oh, all right. We're, we're still in standard. All right. Darren Spro- This would be Sproles in a laugh. Or my thing with Watkins, I don't trust him to finish the game. That's <laughs> you, my you biggest problem. Know. Yeah, he's lost half a step. Now you can move the ball against that Raiders defense. Yep. We, we know that. But Sproles is going is in on every important play. Yeah, they'll give Smallwood enough to. to it's Sproles. It's, it's just Sproles, even in a standard. Okay. Now we're good. Now we're good. All right, let's go through. We got 15 minutes left for the mailbag. A couple of quarterback questions to start. Brady or Kaepernick? Well, look, we took Brady over, over Rivers. I'm going Brady. Yeah. You know, over Kaepernick. I think there's opportunity there for Kaepernick to outperform oh, if he no runs doubt. for 100 again. As a matter of fact, I think we had this question last week, and we'd have been wrong on it. Not terribly wrong but because Brady threw the three touchdowns. But how often can you count? I don't want to count on a quarterback running for 100 yards, right? I don't want to count on that. that that's still a rare feat. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, um, you know, look, it's still Tom Brady, okay? Yeah, and, it's just that. Yeah. I One mean, game to get in the playoffs, it's not going to be Colin Kaepernick sending me home. I'll let Tom Brady send me. If that happens, I can sleep at night. Right. If I started calling Kaepernick and lost by four points, I, I, it's going to be a long, hot summer if you do that. Yeah, I agree 100%. And look, Kaepernick, he made my start list, and he has been performing outlandishly, actually, the last month. Yeah. I mean, he has been, you know, in, in our scoring league, in our league of consequence, his lowest point output has been 23.44 the last four games. I mean, you could convince me of him, but, but I'm just not sitting Brady. You could maybe convince me with about 20 other quarterbacks in this league. Tom Brady just ain't one of them. Right. Just simple as that, even with his weapons missing. All right, Rick, tight end question. Tyler Eifert, Antonio Gates. 
I'm going to Eifert. Yeah, this is he Eifert. is he's the main weapon of Cincinnati right now. Hunter Henry's getting a lot of looks in San Diego, along with, uh, you know, we know Williams. If he's playing, he's a favorite target. And there's a lot more options in San Diego. I like Eifert. Yep. All right. We got a PPR flex, Rick. We have Ajayi or Dion Lewis. Well, Ajayi. Yeah. I, that's where I'm going. Look, the, the matchup is bad for Ajayi. I grant you that. Deion Lewis is intriguing in a PPR league, especially with Gronk out. But they're still working white in. You know, it's just Leo, Lewis is – he's not going to get any carries. That's going to be like Garrett And you get inside the 10 against that ramp defense. It, Deion Lewis isn't in no, there. No, it's going to be LeGarrette Blunt. Send him to the locker room for a sandwich what? once they get into the red yeah. zone. <laughs> you go get some Gatorade for LeGarrette yeah. after he scores. Be, be waiting for him here when he gets back. <laughs> right. So. I think it's going to be a struggle for Ajayi today, but but you got to stick with him. It got an interesting one in the chat room here. I'll be the judge of that. Another stand? No, it's interesting. So uh, standard question: Vernon Davis or Fedorowitz? Davis. You know, I tell you, we, it's not we, even a thinker for me. Well, that's because you can't think. Well, that's fair. You know, and and you know, with with the quarterback situation in Houston, uh, yeah. Fedora, which is, is intriguing to me. I still have to go Davis because he's on the second rank offense in the, in the league. You've been big on the stats today. Look up Fedorowicz over the last several weeks. I will. If, if you would. Add him second. You know, I, I feel like we, we've got a lot of questions, and there's been a lot of hype for Fedorowicz, and I don't feel like – there hasn't been any big numbers that, that blew you out of the water. You know, again – uh, Kirk Cousins in this Washington offense runs through the tight end. Vernon Davis – this this is a time of year too where Vernon Davis gets it gets it going and with Jordan Reed out he's going to be the number one option I think even over Crowder knowing Fat Rob isn't going to be able to run the ball whatsoever you know Crowder could be I take, hope you're wrong Crowder could be taken out this is going to be a lot of Vernon Davis targets whether or not they're successful that I can't predict okay yeah I mean you're absolutely right Fedora was last week four for forty two against San Diego week before that he was six for eighty two against Oakland. He was three for 26 against Jacksonville. And um, let's see, five for 43. Did score against Detroit way back in week eight. So, yeah, I mean, I think I think your ceiling with Davis yeah. is so far above. Oh, way above it, way above it. And I think the floor is probably the same. You know, Vernon Davis is going to have four grabs. I know this is a standard league, but four grabs, you know, translates to – 35 to 55 yards somewhere in there so that's your floor for davis which is the same floor for fedorowitz your opportunity for a bigger week your ceiling's a lot higher on davis and quite frankly yeah it is standard if fedorowitz still only has the three touchdowns over the course of the year right so and my assumption is if the washington redskins are going to score a touchdown which i think they will it's likely to be vernon davis it's, it's very it's possible. most likely to be vernon davis hopefully it's bad unless law, crowder unless crowder or jackson break a long one yeah it's simple as that so it's davis not all that close for me all right rick we've got uh we need to choose one this is a okay this is a ppr flex terrence west taylor gravy great for my english speaking friends (laughs) taylor gravy (laughs) i still got thanksgiving on the mind (laughs) try gabriel for our english speaking friends and uh, then throw this one at me after that flub quincy anunwa (laughs) West Gabriel Anunwa. Oh. We buying into this Gabriel gimmick? 
Well, I mean, buying into, I mean, saying a gimmick, I mean, not necessarily, I mean, you know, he's a flashy player, but see, that's the thing, you know, Atlanta is, is starting to almost certainly not as dynamic. You, know, you get somebody like a Gabriel really making a splash, defenses start paying attention to him. Well, gee, you know, you still have Julio Jones. Well, look, Muhammad Snooze no slash. Gee, you got Tevin Coleman. Gee, you got Freeman. You know, they got so many weapons on that team. In this situation, I'm, I'm throwing West out. I, I'm, I'm just not. What will happen with West is, West is what happens every week. Every yeah. week. He comes out and he averages six yards a carry in the first quarter, and then they refuse to give him the ball again. Because Joe has it. to play, be yeah. the show. And they want to get Kevin hey, Dixon working. Joe has to be the show. I like it. You I can like sing that. it. You can sing it. Yeah, for, for me, this is a noon one. You know, the Colts' pass yeah. defense is bad. The that other Marshall, not Brandon, the other one who's been getting all this work lately, he's out this week. You know, the, here's the thing with Gabriel. If you look at j- just last week, and there was one other big splash game he had. Go ahead, Rick, and I can't remember the numbers. It doesn't matter. If you want to look it up, you can. But if not, you don't have to. What Julio Jones numbers were last week? This was this is some sort of matchup thing. Gabriel had this big game at the expense of Julio Jones. How many games do you think they're going to do that? How often do you think that happens where they get away from Julio Jones and this becomes about Gabriel? I, it's just I don't, I don't trust it. That could pop up any week. It's a, just another weapon Matty Ice has in his holster. But this is going through Julio Jones. You've got the two running backs tearing things up. Sanu is going to get his work. You know, Austin Hooper. There's so many weapons there. I agree with you, Gabriel. I'm not going to sit around and wait for the splash. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and another word of caution. Um, you go back to Julio Jones. He had 16 yards against the Saints in week three. He had 300 <laughs> the next week. Okay? Keeping that average up. That's yeah. good. He had 29 yards against Denver. Buck 39 against Seattle. Then he went 174 against San Diego. 29 against Green Bay. 111 against Tampa (laughs) Bay. 135 against Philadelphia. Well, lo and behold, last week he had 35 yards. So he's going. What do you think he's going to do today? About two and a half today. (laughs) I'm going to say a a buck 50 minimum. Yeah, which which means Taylor Gabriel. And let is it Taylor Tyler? What the hell is this kid's name? Doesn't matter. Ralph. Ralph, Ralph Gabriel. That's what we're calling him on this show from now on. Tyler, those names are all terrible. Don't name your kids stuff like that. No, everybody and their brother did that. Yeah. Anyhow, yeah. So th- this is a noon one, right? We agree on that? Yeah, and, I, and I'll tell you another thing. Um, what do you make – in fact, I, have a que- I had a question coming in. PPR, Kansas City's been pretty generous against uh, wide receivers. I mean, obviously, we talked about their defense has not been good. Muhammad Sanu or Marquise Lee? Lee. Against Denver. Yeah. Because Robinson's going to draw the number one coverage. Lee has cut into Robinson. Jones is drawing number one coverage on Atlanta. And then you have Gabriel all of a sudden we talked about. That's what brought, you know. I feel like we've seen a lot more out of Lee than, than we have Sanu. Maybe the numbers don't bear that out. I think Lee gets more targets. I'll tell you that. So then you can determine, Rick you know, what the success rate's going to be. Lee gets a lot more targets than Sanu does today with the emergence of Gabriel, with what, when you have Tevin Coleman in the lineup, what he adds to the passing game, what they do with the tight ends with Hooper. This is, Lee sees a lot more targets than Sanu. And then you, dear listener, can 
decide what the success rate is going to be on those targets. Yeah, that yeah, Taylor Gabriel, I mean, he is a much bigger, deeper threat, obviously, than Sanu. Right. Yeah, of course, Julio Jones, we know he is. And 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 um, Jones last week, what did we say? He had 29 or 35 yards, I forget what it was, against Arizona. Sanu had eight targets, eight catches for 65 yards. I mean, that is a nice, dependable little safety blanket there. But not much else. Yeah. I mean, PPR was a nice day. But he still didn't score. I think he only has two or three on the year. So you think it's Lee against against Denver? I do. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel great about it, but I. I do. know. I mean, I'm, that was a tough question. I just thought it was uh, an interesting one because Kansas City's defense has been so porous. Yeah. But Sanu never seems to have those breakout games no. at all ever. And, and this is going to be a tough game against pretty good defense at home. A game they got to have. Who are you going to lean on? You're going to lean on Julio. And if you're looking for the splash play, you're going to go with now now the, what, what you have in Gabriel. I just don't know how much is left yeah. for Sanu. I don't think he yeah, gets maybe a five-yard first down catch. You yeah. Oh, yeah. Sanu, something yeah. like that. But, yeah, I agree with you. You know, and I think, you know, eight yards a catch versus, you know, Lee, they're going to take some shots with him. Right. All right, let's get back into it here. Flex PPR, Snead or Malcolm Mitchell? Mitchell. Yeah, that's not even close for me. Full point PPR, Fat Rob, Tyler Eifert, or Tyreek Hill in the flex? That is so close between Eifert and Hill for me. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm going Eifert, though. I think so. He's he's a lock for a touchdown, right? An absolute lock. I'm, I'm thinking so, but, you know, Cincinnati has been, what, to be kind, disappointing? Yeah. <laughs> To, to be honest, <laughs> crappy. <laughs> right. Yeah, but I, I still have to go Eifert. I, yeah. I think he's just a much better play. Yeah, I just as, – as much as I love what Tyreek Hill's been doing, and his name comes up, I don't know if we're going to get to it all, but comes up to a lot – comes up a lot here, and I like him in a lot of matchups. It's still the – you got the number one option in Cincinnati versus any passing option in Kansas City always makes you nervous because they really, really don't like throwing the ball. All right, uh, Rick, another quarterback question. Colin Kaepernick or Andrew Locke? Kaepernick. I think I'm going to roll the dice there, too. Yeah, I, I agree I, with I, you. I'm, look, I'm not a Colin Kaepernick fan. And, look, Silomites out there over the last few years, you know, we never bought into him. But I'll tell you what, this guy is playing. You ride the hot hand, especially going into the playoffs. Yeah. I think Kaepernick. Is a much better. Player. Yeah, I think there, there's a there's about the line, the Andrew Luck line yeah. when I make that move. All right, full point PPR, Rick. Uh, pick two, so just sit one, then you don't got to get your pen out. Sit one of these guys: Jarvis Landry, Sammy Watkins, Tyrell Williams. I'm going to sit Watkins because I just yeah, don't, I don't trust, trust that. I don't foot. trust him. Man. I really don't. I thought about Landry here. You yeah, know, I just me too. don't like Miami going into going into Baltimore today. But I, Sammy Watkins just scares me to death. He just scares yeah. me to death. And I'm thinking if if you're in a must situ, sit, must win situation, I think I might roll Watkins. But if you're just I mean, if you're into playoffs and maybe just trying to improve your seed or something, I, I I don't know. I just think Landry is a better play. Yeah, yeah, no question about it. All right, pick two in standard scoring. So basically, just sitting one Rick between Watkins, Tyreek Hill, and Theo Riddick. Again, I'm gonna have to sit Watkins. Yeah, keep it. Keep an eye on Riddick. I haven't seen any news this morning. I think he was actual questionable. He was for real questionable. 
going into today. So keep an eye, make sure he's good to go and good to play. They did cut for set the other day. So it right. tells me that I think they expect Riddick to play. So assuming Riddick goes in that, what should be that shootout? It's, it's Watkins here for me as well. All right. We need one in a PPR Rick between Dion Lewis, Booker Rawls and Dixon. Booker. Yeah, that's Booker, not even close. Oh, yeah. uh, PPR, please help with three explanation points. So he, he's this a is a must win. Here, yeah. So he's got two, needs two of these three between Edelman, Tate, and Moncrief. Ugh. Um, this is Tate and Moncrief for me. Edelman's been a disappointment. Yeah. Even a PPR. That's that's where I'm going as well. Even if he has his eight grabs right. for 34 yards. I mean, it, it's been a struggle I for agree. Edelman. I don't think he's actually healthy. I think he's legit questionable every no, week. I, I think he is really banged up, and, and the full story really hasn't come out. I would not be surprised to see him go into surgery when the season's yeah, over. Yeah, the you know? minute the Super Bowl's right. over, he's on his way to the hospital. I agree. All right, we need two. This is a standard league. Pick two. Fat Rob, Tim Hightower, Jeremy Hill, your boy Wendell Smallwood, and Coleman. So this is two in a standard. Well, Hightower, obviously. Yeah, he's my number one on this list. And this comes down to Hill and Coleman for me. To me, it comes between, um, actually, Coleman, Hill, and even Kelly. Hmm. Uh, I think I'm going to roll with Hill. As I much as I don't like to, yeah. I, I really think, look, Bernard's gone. And they're banged up. There's very few weapons there. I like Hill. Yeah, against a good defense, I don't like messing with the Freeman-Coleman thing. I think it's a lot more Freeman. You know, against the four defenses when you can play Coleman. Yeah. All right, quarterback question, Wick. Jameis Winston or Eli? It's an interesting question. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> um. I like everything that I've seen out of Jameis Winston this year. And I think I'm going Winston. I think they're going to be able to score points in San Diego. Yeah, yeah, I agree. They're not going to run the football that much, but they can throw. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I like Winston. Yeah, this is pretty close for me, but I, I agree. I like the upside upside of Winston. I just I got that bad feeling about Eli. All right, PPR need two. Steve Smith, Anquan Bolden, Malcolm Mitchell. Mitchell and Smith. Yeah, I think so. It's it's hard, tough to sit Bolden because he's going to score. You know he's going to score, but how many catches does he have? Well, Steve that's Smith the thing. He saved catches. the game there, what was it, last week or the week before, but I don't know. Uh, um, we talked about Tate. I think we're both on the same page thinking Tate might have a decent enough game. Yeah. Um, it's close, but I'm still going Smith. Yeah, I agree. All right. We we only got 30 seconds left, so let's, let's try to pick a good one here. All right. I like this one, Rick. Pick two between Demarius Thomas, Tyreek Hill, and Mike Thomas. Hill and Thomas. How I that? agree. Well, <laughs> you can't do that now. Pick and Thomas. Yeah, I agree. Michael. This is Hill and Thomas. I'll take the upside. Demarius with Paxton Lynch starting. I think this is more Emmanuel Sanders, right? With Lynch, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's just I. Jacksonville and watch, they'll give up 400 yards passing yeah, today. Probably. But they've been clamped down pretty good on passing offenses. They can't stop the run and they can't quit turning the football over. But I'm I'm going to go Michael Thomas just because of the explosive nature of New Orleans, and I'm going um, Hill. I mean, Williams. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. All right, we're 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 over time here, Rick. But I want to ask this one last one, then we're going to get out of here. Standard League need two wide receivers out of Watkins, Adams, Benjamin, Mitchell, and Deshaun Jackson. I'm going to say this is Calvin Benjamin, not Travis. Yes, Calvin. Okay. Um, so it's Adams clearly. Oh yeah, definitely. And this comes Adams. down to Benjamin or Mitchell for me, right? I got to go Mitchell. I think so too. Benjamin. I, I, I mean, really we do. talked about Cam Newton. We've been talking about you know disappointing Carolina offense. Benjamin's been disappointing as well. So I'm going uh, the upside. I agree. All right. Well, that is it. It is time for us to get out of here. Thanks so much for joining us this week here on the Asylum on the Inside Slant. We definitely appreciate it. We will be back. Thursday here, eight o'clock Eastern on uh, that's the Arena Sports Network show. Yeah. I got a little confused there. Right. We'll Arena be- Sports Network, arenasportsnet.com. Also next week back here, just a couple more weeks of the uh, the slant left, Rick. Right? I mean, we're two we're, more shows after today. Like that's we it, said, man. we're we're going to get you to the Super Bowl, but then you're on your own. So let's keep rolling. <laughs> yeah, Merry 10 o'clock, Christmas on Super Bowl. Ten o'clock Eastern Blog Talk Radio, AsylumFantasySports.com. Keep those questions coming in right up until game time. At Asylum Football on Twitter, AsylumFootball at gmail.com. For Richard Briggs, for Toby the producer. I am Rick Flieger. Thanks for joining us until Thursday, Sunday, or any time in between. We'll see you. Take care. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.